Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord. Ah. Come on, I don't want you to miss this moment. There's a breakthrough in the house. Oh, somebody shout unto the Lord. Ah, oh, come on, how many knows he's a miracle worker? More than enough. Come on, he's a supplier of all my needs. More than enough. Somebody shout on a Wednesday night. Anybody got a little dance on a Wednesday night? Yeah. Anybody got a little run in them? Anybody got a little jump in them? Ah, I've come to worship more than enough. More than enough. Come on, somebody praise him. Say, more than enough. I worship you, Lord, because you're more than enough. I praise you because you're more than enough. I shout because you're more than enough. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody praise him. Come on, you ought to go ahead and let the Holy Ghost. Somebody obey the Holy Ghost right now. Get thee behind me. Devil, get thee behind me. You're just a liar, devil. And the truth is not in you. Come on, there's a breakthrough here. I believe if you will step into the aisle right now. I believe if you will step out, God will step in. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Come on, this is Holy Ghost night. This is Holy Ghost night. Come on, step in and get your blessing tonight. Oh, in the name of Jesus, continue to praise him. Oh, I've come to worship you, Lord. I've come to break through tonight, God. I've come to magnify your name, oh God. Oh, somebody praise him. Come on, somebody praise him. Ah, shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Come on, he's in the house. Come on, he's in the house. Come on, praise him. Stack it up. Stack it up and set it on fire. Come on, stack up your worship. Stack up your praise and let the Holy Ghost get a hold of it. Somebody roar in the Holy Ghost. Mm. Fall down walls. Get back, Jordan. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Somebody's problems are diminishing right now. Yeah, somebody respond to the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, there's a, there's a mighty Friday night conference breakthrough here tonight. I said there's a Friday night conference breakthrough here tonight. You don't have to wait till pursuit. Pursuit's right now. Ah, somebody step into it. Somebody step into that miracle. Step in it with praise. Step in it with the response. Woo, Shandala Boha. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Uh, I don't want you to miss this miracle, brother. Come on, come on, continue to praise him. I don't want you to miss this miracle. I believe God's waiting on somebody to step out just for a few seconds. He I don't know what's got you down. If anything has been plaguing you, now's the time to break it in praise. Ah, hallelujah, hallelujah. More than enough, God. More than enough. When I got problems, you're more than enough. When I've got troubles, you're more than enough. Come on. Oh, when the bills are due, God, you're more than enough. When my family turns their back on me, God, you're more than enough. Uh, and so I'm going to praise you for it. I'm going to respond for it. Oh, clap your hands. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Do you feel him? Lift your hand if you feel him. That's what I thought. He's in the house. Oh, hallelujah. My, my, my. Hallelujah. This atmosphere is like this. That the river of blessings start flowing. This atmosphere is like this. That drugs and pills and addictions get broken. Hallelujah. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey, some of y'all saying, hey, it's a Wednesday night. <laughs> hey, it might be a Wednesday night for some out there, but for me tonight, brother, it's a Friday night conference night. Somebody needs to put their Friday night shoes on right now. Because it's the same God on a Friday night that's shown up here tonight. Come on, there you go. That's it. It's moving. Come on, step in it and worship him. Yes. 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 I've come to worship God and God alone. I've come to stretch myself. I've come to reach. I've come to elevate. Ah, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody move with the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody move with the Holy Ghost. Somebody just start shaking like that tambourine. Somebody just start responding like that tambourine.
Come on, Brother Mike, that's it in the name of Jesus. Come on, it's Holy Ghost time. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Somebody love him with the sound of your voice. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. It's coming, brother. Oh, I said it's coming. It's coming, sister. Your blessing's coming down that dusty road now. I said your miracle's coming down that dusty road. Oh, come on, Rebecca. Come on, Isaac. Your promise is coming on the back of a promise. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise him now. Get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me, Lucifer. I said, get thee behind my family. Come on, it's time for the backsliders to break through. Come on, it's time for husbands to come back to church. It's time for bosses and managers to break through in the Holy Ghost. Ah, somebody praise him one more time. Why don't you lay hands on somebody praying the Holy Ghost for a few moments? Come on, lay hands with one another right now. Grab the hand, lay hands on them. Yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me, devil. Come on. Push. That's it. That's it. Come on. That's Holy Ghost. Come on. Move with the Holy Ghost. Talk with the Holy Ghost. The lights are coming on. It's coming, sis. It's coming for you. The blessings of God and the promises of God. Go clap your hands and give God praise in this place. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. There's mighty blessings in this house tonight. Oh, clap your hands one more time as you find your seats in the house of God. Yes, there's breakthroughs in this place. Hallelujah. Continue to pray for just a few moments in the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on, come on, don't let the devil try to pull you back down. There's a Holy Ghost move right now. Ah, Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost atmosphere in this place. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. If you know that God loves you, clap your hands unto the Lord right now. Oh, hallelujah. Anybody in love with him, can you lift up your hands and just begin to love him? I'm telling you, this is the things that makes God proud. 
Amen. When his people come together. Amen. This, this promise is don't give up hope tonight. Hallelujah. Don't give up praying. Amen. Hallelujah. My, my, my. Don't give up praying. Hallelujah. Don't give up praying on people. Praise God. Husbands do come back to God. Boy, you know, the devil didn't like that, but it sure made God happy. I said sons, sons do come back to God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. I want to tell ARC how privileged I am to be here. I text Pastor Hood this afternoon. And, uh, man, I told Pastor Hood, I said, there's something very special here. I said, it's a beautiful thing taking place in Carson City. There's a, there's a momentum that you have tapped into. There's a flow. I, I feel like ARC is flowing down the rivers of living water. And uh, when I see some of you, amen, in the prayer room and just coming in and out, I could feel so many blessings and could feel the, the appreciation from the Spirit of God and the love and the cherishment that God has for you. Just some of you walk by, and I can I can hear the Lord saying, "She's mine. He's mine." And uh, I can't think of any more compliment from the Lord. An old song says, "He walks with me, and he talks with me, telling me." That I'm his own. Somebody say I'm his tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Sister Tiffany, I feel so many blessings for you. The Bible says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season. See, for the those out there, they got four seasons, winter, spring, summer, fall. But for the child of God, we got another season called the due season. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, God is not unrighteousness to forget your labor of love. It's been labor. Amen. But God won't forget. Hallelujah. Going to the book of Isaiah, chapter 6, verse 1. Hallelujah. Give honor to everyone here. Amen. I want to extend a special thank you to Brother Jonathan Thomas for let me bug him all week. Amen. Giving me rides. And, amen. Listen to me ramble. Praise God. Hallelujah. And uh, amen. Nothing like the body of Christ. Give honor to your pastor, your pastor's wife. I love them. Amen. Hallelujah. We love, love our leadership. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. Amen. Reading to verse 8. 
In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. <laughs> Wish I could see something like that. But you know, we see it when we come to church. Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, with twain he covered his feet, with twain he did fly. One cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone. I'm cut off. Because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. Oh, hallelujah. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Hallelujah. The prophet went from woe is me to send me. Oh, hallelujah. He went from I'm not good enough to God, you're more than enough. Come on, somebody. My title tonight is that right there, from woe is me to send me. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for your power. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Clap your hands. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. Why don't we clap our hands one more time. How many enjoy that music and playing? Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Prophet, when you begin to study this text of Scripture, amen, Prophet Isaiah had a good life. When you begin to study the history of Isaiah, you will find out that it has been said that he was related to royalty. That he was cousins <laughs> to the king. Amen. I, I, I know that there's messages somewhere in that. I want to be related to royalty but I want to be more than just a cousin to the king. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching tonight. Uh, Jesus said, some draw close to me with the lips. They're close to him. He said, but their heart is far from me. I, I want to be more than just a cousin to the king. I want to be a child of God. Come on, let's grease these wheels up a little bit. I want to be a son of 
I want to be a daughter. I want to be somebody that knows how to get in contact. Amen. I don't want to just be associated, brother. I want to be anointed. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. Amen. I think it's about time somebody draws close unto the Lord. For he said, if you draw close to me, I will draw nigh unto you. He said, resist the devil and he will flee. Brother, I want to be close in the presence of God. I want to know what moves the heart of God. I want to know what moves the mind of God. I want to be close. Somebody clap your hands and give God some praise. I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Somebody's going to draw closer to him. Amen. Let me tell you something. Everybody's not related to the king the same way. Amen. The disciples were close, but oh boy, there'll come a day a woman burst in in a Bible study. And the Bible says that Jesus was teaching. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, how close to the king are you? The Bible says David was a man after God's own heart. Amen. I want to be a man after God's heart, not just after God's hand. Come on, somebody. I want to know God's heartbeat more than God's hand blessings. Come on, somebody. I want to know what moves God. Amen. And when he got into the house, amen, the, the, the owner of the home somehow forgot to wash his feet. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, when you're not close to God, you won't even do the simple things. You want to know why you come to church on a Wednesday night? That's because you want to please God. You want to know why you got dressed and you come to church and you come to the altar? That's because you want to please God. I'm talking to people that's already walking close to the Lord. And brother, it feels good to be close to the King. Oh, clap your hands and give God some praise tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. And so it would be close, it would be safe to say that King Uzziah and that the prophet Isaiah had a relationship of privileges. Let me tell you something. It's, it's, it's a privileged thing to know who the king of kings is. I said it's a privileged thing to know who the king of kings is. Amen. It was Esther. Hear me. It was Esther because of her privilege and because of her position. She said, I can go into the presence of the king and I can get things accomplished that ordinary, ordinary folk can't get done. I hope this ain't too simple tonight. But brother, you can get a lot more done by getting into his presence rather than criticizing Come on, I'm going to help some family. You can get a lot more accomplished rather than criticizing your wife or husband. You can get a lot more accomplished just going and talking to the king. That's good anyway. Clap your hands and give God praise. That's right. Amen. He was at a, he was at a privileged position. Amen. He was related to royalty, but something still had to die in his life. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't ever get used to not dying for God. Some people only die one time, and that's at the first moment they get the Holy Ghost, and they never die again. But Paul said, I've got to die daily. 
Boy, that old flesh, that flesh will get to looking at its position and say, so you've got a lot of wealth stored up for you. You've, you've got the Holy Ghost. You've got blessings. You know how to pray. You've been living for God for quite some time. You ought to just take it easy and ease on back and quit praying and quit fasting and quit going to church. No, Paul said, I'm going to make that old man die. I'm going to make that flesh What are you saying, Brother Pornessa? I'm saying your privileged position has got to die out still. One of the worst things you could ever get do is you could ever do is get comfortable. Because that flesh will reboot itself. That flesh will regenerate. That you ever try to kill some weeds and they come back stronger? Man, you, you let this old man get to living. And that old nature that died at an altar years ago will come back even stronger. That's why I get to the altar every service, Brother Caleb. Every service. It don't even matter if the preacher was preaching at me. I'm still going to the altar, amen, because that old man has got to die. My will has got to die. My desire has got to die. That old carnal nature has got to die. That anger has got to die. That criticism has got to die. I'm talking to somebody. Come on, in the year that things start dying, that's when you'll see the king. Oh, hallelujah, I'm preaching right now. Hallelujah, in, in the year that King Uzziah died, amen. What was his relation with King Uzziah? It was position. It was privilege. It was pomp. Amen. But that stuff has got to die. Amen. You can't look at your track record and say, well, man, I've been living for God for 20, 50, 15 years. Therefore, I don't need to go to the altar. No, that attitude has got to die. Oh, hallelujah. Boy, I tell you, more people are destroyed for being right than being wrong. I had a man not too long ago. I got done preaching. He come up to me and said, Preacher, I need to talk to you. I was talking to a young lady who was trying to encourage her. Her family was struggling. She was holding on by a thread. And so I got a little irritated. He come up and interrupted. He said, Preacher, I need to talk to you. And he'd been, he'd been, he'd been in this thing for quite some time. But his flesh had got the best of him. King Uzziah hadn't died. You, you remember who King Uzziah was, don't you? King Uzziah was a king. Amen. And one day he went into the temple. And there was some restrictions even on the king. That's right. He really wasn't a king. The Bible says that God was supposed to be their king. He was just a stand-in. But he thought he was the real king. There's a problem when you start thinking you're the king. I got a message I'm working on. I ain't going to tell the title. Somebody might hear it and try to preach it, but. You, you got to be careful of king's disease. See, see, back in the old days, uh, when, 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 uh, uh, when gout used to take a hold, hey amen, they didn't understand what it was. They only knew that the only ones that would get it was kings and those that lived at royalty because they were the only ones that could afford some of the finest foods. But it was those royal dainties and those heavy meats and it was that royal food that was giving king their worst affliction. I'm going to tell you something. When you forget who the real king is and you get king's disease, 
the affliction will be that you control everything. Oh, yeah. And one day King Uzziah walked into the temple and he thought, well, now, I'm a king, but today I feel like being a priest. <laughs> I, I'm a king, but today I feel like being the pastor. I'm telling the pastor what to do. Well, that's King's disease right there. Hallelujah. And the Bible said, I'm going to do what the pastor does. And he, he was in there, started mixing with stuff and started meddling with the altar. Let me tell you something. When you start messing with this altar, the Bible says the high priest, I think he got about 60 of his men, and they went in there and they confronted that false king. And they said, what are you doing? You are trespassing your boundaries because when you forget that you're not the king, but I'm just a humble servant that serves the king. Thank God there's a pastor that will correct my spirit through preaching God's word. And the Bible says King Uzziah lifted up his hand against the man of God. Help us, Lord. And boy, he lifted up his hand, and in the midst of everybody, he was smitten with leprosy. Boy, hit him strong. God swung through that place so fast. The moment he lifted up his hand against the men of God, the Spirit of God come in so dark-like and quick-like and smote him with leprosy. Everybody saw it. And he got his worst wound. In the house of worship. Because he forgot who the real king was. And I'm telling you, that type of attitude has got to die. Amen. That attitude that says, I'm the king, worship me. That's what the flesh says. The flesh says, comfort me, pamper me. It's my will, it's my way. That attitude has got to die. But the moment that flesh will die, that's the moment you see the king See, the Bible says whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. You got to dig into the story, and you got to extract some stories and some meaning for your life out of this story. I'm telling you what I see. I see JP. I see Brother Poindexter. Amen. I see my flesh trying to rule as king and God telling you, amen, the moment your flesh dies at that altar, that's when you will see the real king. That's when you will see me clearer. Okay, come on, somebody. That's when you will see me and my blessing. And the Bible says in the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train. It filled the temple. Oh, hallelujah. Clap your hands and thank God. I feel the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, I want to see you. Come on, anybody want to see him? I want to see him in a clear measure. I want to see him in a clear picture. God, I want to know you more. Amen. I want to see you. I want to understand you. God, I want to move when you move. I want to be heartbroken when you get heartbroken. God, I don't want to be a king in this earth. Amen. Everybody worship me. Everybody pay attention to me. No, I want to be like Uzziah. I want to die at that altar. Why? I want to see God high and lifted up. Oh, clap your hands and give God praise. Yes, Lord. Come on, clap your hands if you desire God. I want to see you more, Lord. Amen. Watch him now. Because once that flesh dies, once that flesh dies, see, oh man, I'm, I'm using precious time, but I got to help somebody. You, you got to stay at the altar long enough until you know you are fully submitted to the Spirit of God. 
you, you got to stay at the altar long enough before some stuff starts getting broken. You know, and I'm not trying to be a, I'm not trying to be a, a smart aleck, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be arrogant. But the truth of the matter is, is some of us need to stay at the altar longer than what we stay at. It's got to be something broken, and it's got to have some something with the my voice. There's, there's going to be a moving and an emotional stirring. And sometimes it may take 30 minutes. It may take 45 minutes. Everybody might be saying, "Man, we're going out to Applebee's," and I'm heading out. But you know that Isaiah is not dead yet. But until Uzziah dies, I can't see the king like I need to see him. Hallelujah. See, there's people here tonight desiring a clearer view and a more fuller perspective about God. Hallelujah. And the Bible says it was his train that filled the temple. Amen. Jesus taught a parable that my house may be full because the train symbolizes the church. And once I see him at a more clear, beautiful perspective, I'll see the church, the train, at a more beautiful perspective. Amen. Got two hand claps and a hiccup. Praise God. I'll take it. Praise the Lord. It's Wednesday night. You'll take hiccups on Wednesday night. You take burps. You take everything. <laughs> you take sneezes and everything. Coughs. <laughs> they say, how service went? Went good. Good response. Hey, I even take people getting up for bathroom break. Like, man, he's standing for, he's, at least he's standing. Praise God. Somebody clap your hands and say, God bless the church. Let me hurry up here. Now, now, he sees the king in a clear perspective. And then he sees the train, which is the church, in a clear perspective. Now watch his perspective elevate because Uzziah died. You ready? And above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings with twain. He covered his face with twain. He covered his feet. And with twain, he did fly. Woo, hallelujah. Amen. What are you saying? I'm saying now he's elevated his perspective because the flesh has died. Hallelujah. He's paying attention to these angels. Angels come with a message. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who shall be the heirs of salvation? Amen. Hebrews chapter 1. Amen. Angels come with a message. Not just in the words they speak, but in the actions they perform. These angels are giving you a message. It's called the six wings of man. The first wings is you got to have a covering. Hey, listen, if you want to move about in this temple and if you want to elevate in the house of God, you're going to have to learn how to submit yourself to the house covering. Hey, man, I tell people all the time, hey, listen, if you, you got a you call of God on your life, you got blessings of God on your life, you got gifts, talents, and abilities, but none of that will get off the ground until you first get a covering. Oh, yeah. And the covering comes from the pastor, the man of God. Well, you know, I, I got a covering that I send offering to every week down in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, somewhere. No, no, we ain't talking about Tulsa. Man, a long time ago said, tell me something bad about Tulsa. Praise God. Tell me something bad. Covering him down in Tulsa. Praise the Lord. I got two amens, and it come from the same person. Come on. I said your covering ain't down in Tulsa right now. 
Hallelujah. Hey, you ready? Amen. Two, he covered his face. That's a covering. Amen. And with two, what is, he covered his feet. And with two, he did fly. Praise God. Amen. I'm talking about something that will elevate you, brother. I'm talking about something that will elevate you to other dimensions and higher level. And when you die at this altar, there's a lot of things that God begins to do with you. But you got to continually die at the altar. See, a lot of people like to die at the altar Friday night at conference. Boy, you, you ever know them saints and brothers and sisters? Boy, they just pray through once a year. That's at, that's at conference. Bad attitude all year long. Won't praise, won't worship, won't dance, won't respond. Come back from conference, want to shout on Sunday night. We thankful, but why don't you do it every Sunday? Praise God. Is this all right? Man, I don't need to wait for Friday night to get a blessing. See, see. King Uzziah represents the flesh, but Paul said, it ain't good enough for me to die yearly because at the same year that King Uzziah died, you ready for this? The first emperor of Rome named Romulus was born. <laughs> you know what he represents. He represents another layer, stronger layer of flesh that will captivate and bring your spirit into captivity if you let it. Because you break through on Sunday, Monday, the flesh has already got another plan to keep you bound up. Man, these angels represent something. Hallelujah. They were covered. Amen. Ready? And they begin to preach a message. Isn't it awesome how in the book of Revelation when John is writing to the churches and he says angel, he's actually talking to the pastors of the church? Because it's angels that come with a message right from the throne of God. And it's pastors and men of God that have been praying and holding the burden all week that come with the message of God. Amen. That will heal us. That will elevate us. That will bless us. That will correct us. Thank God for the message from the master. Hallelujah. You keep on reading down. Are you ready? Watch this. Watch this. And they came with the message. Holy. Holy. Holy is the Lord. Woo, hallelujah. I don't have time to get into his holiness, but let me tell you something. There's a whole lot there. But here's the important part. The house was moving at the response to the message of the angel. Now, in case you haven't figured it out yet, when people in churches do not respond to the preaching, the whole service becomes dead. telling you the truth and, and 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 let me give you a little secret it don't matter how good or how bad the preacher is if we will respond to the message of the angel the bible says the whole house begin to move and the posts begin to shake at the message of the angel. Amen. That place began to move. And you know what happened? The Bible says all of a sudden the smoke filled the house. Because when you start responding, God will start responding. I feel the whole. This is why ARC 
has awesome services because you have responded to the angel of the house and God is going to fill this place with the smoke of blessing, with the smoke of prophecy, with the smoke. Come on, somebody praise him. Come on, clap your hands and give God some praise in this place tonight. Come on, somebody stand to your feet right now. Come on, stand to your feet and give God some praise in this place. Come on, clap your hands in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands in the name of Jesus. Musicians, come, please. Come on, clap your hands in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, clap your hands and give God some praise in this place. Amen. See, I'm going to have her start playing here in about five minutes. I want to wrap this thing up. Because if I don't stop, boy, I won't ever stop. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, the response, the response is that, amen, smoke filled the temple. See, see, that's the presence of God. That's the move of the Holy Ghost. Brother, that's what we need in our services. God's got something special on your life, brother. You got a hold of something. You, you've reached out and you grabbed the hold of it. What we need, we don't just need the, the king sitting high and lifted up. We know he's sitting high and lifted up, but we need the king to move. Is this all right? Come on, you, you heard me preach that on the, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 that Jesus Christ is the apostle and high priest. And when you go back to the book of Leviticus, I think it was, when, when, when Moses was telling them the apparel of the high priest, at the bottom of the apparel of the high priest, the Bible says there was pomegranate and bells. And he said, I want these pomegranate and bells upon the garments of the high priest. So when the high priest is moving through the temple, there's going to be sound in the high place. The pomegranates would respond off the bells and the bells would respond off the pomegranate. And that would let you know that the high priest is moving in the house of God. When you start responding to the preaching, that's the bells. Amen. And when God's spirit starts moving, that's the pomegranate to the word of God. And when you get the Holy Ghost high priest moving in the house of God, you got miracles. You got blessings. You got breakthroughs. Oh, clap your hands and give God some praise in this place. Oh, somebody respond with the bells of praise. Somebody respond with the bells of worship. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Lift up your hands and begin to love him right now. Anybody thankful that you can see the king high and lifted up? Come on, anybody thankful that you can see the king high and lifted up? Oh God, I will teach me how to die at an altar. Teach me how to submit myself at an altar. Come on, let's take a moment. Just, Lord, teach me how to die. Because when you die, friend, you see the covering, you see the angels, you see the purpose. Hallelujah. Brother Jonathan Thomas, I, I go places, I preach, and I'm telling you, it never fails. 
the Holy Ghost will fill the place up with smoke. And there will be some King Uzziah there that never died. And he don't even know the smoke is even in the air. Because until I die, amen, I want to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Hey, hey man, I'm going to throw this little tidbit in there for free. You know how smoke affects us, praise God. You found that out yesterday. Smoke will mess with your voice. Smoke affects the eyes. And smoke gets in your clothes. Holy Ghost, you ready? Holy Ghost will affect your voice. Let me help you, let me help you. The Holy Ghost will affect your perception. And the Holy Ghost will get on the inside. Let me tell you, I want God to fill this place. I want God to fill me with the Holy Ghost. If King Uzziah's got to die, I want God to fill this place. Play softly, please. Play softly. Brother, oh God, help us. Every one of us has got King Uzziah on us. It's called this flesh. It's called the rich man. I'm going to get to my message. My message is simple, but let me tell you about the rich man. The Bible says he fared sumptuously every day. He wore fine linen. That means he looked good and he felt good. That's the cry of the flesh. I want to look good. I want to feel good. But the Bible says Lazarus, which was a typology of the spiritual man, he laid at the gate. He couldn't move and he was full of sores. You ready? Because when you let King Uzziah do what he wants to do, the spiritual man will lay at the church full of sores. That's why it's important for the rich man to die. That everybody... I've, that's, that's, I've got to go to that altar and I've got to pray until King Uzziah dies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because something happens, you ready? Something happens. Something happens when he dies. I start seeing things clear and the Bible says, woe is me. Woe is me. For I am undone. We're about to shout here in a minute. Y'all got some shouting stuff ready? We're about to shout here in a minute. Switch it on you, praise God. Watch, watch, watch. Woe is me, for I am undone. Yeah, you're talking right now, Isaiah. Because when the king gets lifted up, you see your weaknesses. And you see your impurities. When King Uzziah dies, you see, man, I'm not really at the place that I thought I was. And the Bible says an angel leaped off the altar. Oh, God help us. Boy, I could really preach right now. He said, woe is me. He said it to himself, but the angel heard it talking to you right now. There's times you'll go knock on your pastor's door. God's already spoken to him before you even got there. I'm sitting in pastor's offices and I, I've listened to him counsel and I've seen saints say, how did you know that? And the Bible says, the angel took a hot tongue, a hot coal off of the altar. 
and he placed it on his lips. Ooh, hallelujah. There's something happens when we, we intricate ourselves with the altar, brother. That, that was a defining moment. That, that, was the, that was the shift. When he got in contact with the altar, when what was on the altar got on his lips. Hallelujah. See, a lot of people don't even think nothing of the altar, brother. You can't see it, but it's here. You got churches today, they don't have no problem moving the pulpit in and out. I understand special occasions, but not every Sunday. Because there's something about that altar. You say, oh, man, you're just old-fashioned. That's right. Altar's old-fashioned. Pulpit's old-fashioned. This all right, boy. I feel something trying to lock up right now. Devil, you're a liar in the name of Jesus. Boy, I feel something trying to lock up on us right now. I feel like something trying to chain and put a combination lock on this earth. I rebuke the devil. Somebody lift up your voice right now. Come on, somebody shout right now. Come on, come on, somebody praise him right now. Come on, I'm not going to let the devil have this service. We're not going to let the devil and flesh have this service. Somebody praise him in the sanctuary. Jesus' name. You know what the enemy's trying to do? He's trying to reinforce the flesh about this service right now. Some of you already done tapped out on me. You already done tapped out on me. You already in the, you already thinking about tomorrow. Hallelujah. Woe is me, for I am undone. Woe is me. Hot coals from off the altar. And the Bible says, now you are pure, and your iniquity has been cleansed. That's the importance of an altar call, brother. Let me tell you something. Young men, when y'all go to conference, amen, you hit that altar every service. Don't, don't, be in the, don't be in the vestibule laughing and joking. You hit that altar, and you break through. You show them how ARC prays through. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. And they'll say, man, who, who's those boys? Where they come from? Hey, man, they come from that's some Carson City boys. Hey, man, why? Because there's hot coals that lay upon the altar. <laughs> Brother Besselin, all of a sudden, hey, man, now not only can he see the church better, not only can he see the angelic better, not only can he see the, the train better, amen, not only can he see his sin and his impurities better, now he can hear the voice of God. Woo! Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So now I can hear his voice. He heard the angel's voice. Now I can hear his voice. Because if you listen to the angel, God will let you listen to the anointed one. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. You ready for this, brother? And he stopped listening to his criticism. 
And he started listening to the king. Hallelujah. Watch now. And he went from woe is me. God said, who can I send? Oh, hallelujah. Now you got purpose on your life, Isaiah. When you fall in love with the altar, you got purpose on your life now. And God said, who can I send? Who's going to go for us? And just a minute ago, Isaiah said, I'm not good enough, God. <laughs> Woo! Hey, hey, just a moment ago, he said, I'm not clean enough, God. Just a moment ago, he said, I don't know enough Bible. I don't pray enough, God. I don't fast enough, God. Oh, God, I don't have enough anointing. And just a moment's time, he went from woe is me to send me. I come to tell you tonight, God believes in you, sir. God believes in you, man. You're going places. Amen. I'm going from woe is me to send me, God. I'm going from not my power, but by his might and by his strength. Come on, somebody lift up your voice and begin to praise him. Not by power nor by might, but by his spirit. I've come to tell you, you are good enough. I've come to tell you that the hand of God is on your life. I've come to tell you that the blessings of God will overtake you. I've come to tell you that goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Somebody just give him a praise tonight. Come on. Somebody just give him a praise tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place because here's the devil's been whispering to people when you pray God don't hear you I, I'm talking to people you have already killed King Uzziah you've submitted yourself to the man of God You've heard God's call on your life. And the devil's trying to convince you to stay in a woe is me mentality. But God wants you to know, amen, that I'm calling you up higher. And that I place my anointing on you. And that my power is on you. And that my blessing is upon you. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise. Brother Diaz. Brother Diaz, God's going to bless you, brother. I said, God's going to anoint you. I said, God's got his hand on you, brother. God's going to manifest his hand upon your life. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise. Brother Jonathan, his mercy is what gives me a makeover. It ain't in my management. It's not in my manipulation. It's in his mercy. From woe is me to send me. Something happened at the altar. You ready? It's his kindness that helps me conquer self-criticism. David says, surely mercy and goodness shall follow me. See, some of y'all think cursings and mishaps are following you 
and you think that God is angry at you, but I've come to tell you that God said, I'm going to put some hot coals on your life. Hallelujah. Come on, there's some hot coals of blessing in this place. You know what I see up here? These are hot coals. Come on, you know what's up here? Hot coals of the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on, let God rekindle your blessing. Come on, let God rekindle your fire. Y'all ready to see? Come on. Come on. I want you to respond to the Holy Ghost. Come on, lift up your voice right now. Come on, lift up your voice and begin to worship Come on, there's a blessing in this place. I want you to pray until you get a hold of the hot coals. I want you to worship God. Come on, come on. From woe is me to send me, God. Yes, hallelujah. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus. Come on, there's a calling on your life. There's a calling on your life. Come on, there's hot coals of blessing. There's hot coals of anointing. Somebody respond to the Holy Ghost. Don't wait till the battle is over.
Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord now. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Lift up your hands right now on the Holy Ghost. I'm going to give you a word of prophecy. I'm not a prophet, but I want to give you a word of prophecy for this church. And I want you to hear me. I've already shared this word with your pastor. Hallelujah. I feel so many blessings. Elder Bobo, when I walked into the prayer room, on Monday afternoon, the Lord spoke to me. Oh, the Lord spoke to me. He said this. He said these words. He said, he said, I'm, I'm looking for, in this church in Carson City, he said, I'm looking for a specific number of Bible studies. This is why this service is important. You hear me? I'm looking for a specific number of Bible studies. He didn't give me the number. I'm looking for a specific number of Bible studies, but this is what he told me. He said, and if that church, if this church will reach it, he said, I will double this church in one year. Now you know why this message was preached tonight. Because it's not in our power. But if we can get in the fire of the Holy Ghost. You hear me? If we can get full of the Holy Ghost. Because God's next words to Isaiah was go. And it was the same words that the disciples heard in Matthew 28, 19. Go and teach. Hallelujah. This is a breakthrough service, but this is also a strategic service. And I've been around long enough to know there's certain things you preach on and people's flesh will lock up on you. You preach on money, lock up on you. That's just how it is. We're flesh, brother. That's how we are. When you preach, a lot of times, when you preach on that you are forgiven, because we deal with a lot of condemnation, we feel like we ain't good enough, it'll lock up on you. And when you preach about soul winning and teaching Bible studies, the flesh will lock up on you. The flesh is our enemy, but you know what? We got to carry it around. But I'm telling you, when we get on fire for God, God, I'm telling you, this place is going to see revival. done preaching. But Brother Bessler, you know where it comes from? It comes from me going to a, a restaurant. And I've seen this waitress so many times. And I say, man, can I get together with you? Hallelujah. 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 Come on, everybody praying. Shitabakotaya. Woo! Listen, listen. 
Let's listen for the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, lift up your voice right now. He has spoken. He has spoken. Come on, he has spoken. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I want you to hear me for one moment. I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me. Amen. The word of the Lord is spoken. Amen. Listen, listen to what I'm telling you. Amen. This is all strategic tonight. Amen. This message was preached. The Holy Ghost was doing something tonight to let you know that what you need is already on the inside of you. Go forth and conquer this land. You got cousins, you got uncles, you got nieces, you got friends, you got coworkers, you got customers, you got managers. Get you a Bible study. This place is set for revival. Amen. I counted I, I counted 70 something people here on Sunday. I could have been wrong. Amen. Never got too many A's in math class anyway. Praise God. Amen. Only thing I can count is money. Praise God. She's usually pretty accurate. Hallelujah. L listen, listen to me. In one year's time, Brother Louisiana, can you put a scripture up there for me? Is this all right? Give me Genesis chapter 26, verse 12. This is a beautiful service. I like how God laid it out. I didn't know how it was going to go. All of this was planned. Look at this. Then ARC sowed in that land. Look, look. And received in the same year. Y'all see that? A hundred percent. When God spoke to me yesterday, I wasn't even, I didn't, I forgot about this scripture. And as I was talking to Pastor Hood, God quickened me and said, in one year, in one year. Oh, hallelujah. One year. One year. Somebody say one year. One year. I believe in one year, next year, around this time, we walk in on Sunday, there'll be 140 people here. From woe is me to send me, God. You can do it. It's in you. It's in you. Everything's been, the stage has been set. It's in you. The relationships you have, the favor you have, people respect people from ARC in this city. See it in the Holy Ghost, bro.
God told me this. He said, he said, finances will begin to flow. He said, you get Bible studies moving. He said, finances, finances will start flowing. I mean, it's flowing. Blessings of God are upon you. But I'm telling you about that next level. Who's going to go? Send me, God. Hallelujah. I'll never forget, I was preaching for a brother years ago. Amen. And I'm done. Let's stand. I'm done. I was preaching for a brother. You're in the middle of nowhere. This place would get up to negative 50 degrees. That's cold. I don't even know if the devil went up there. That's too cold. Devil, like, I'll get you next year. Praise God. Get you in the summertime. And I was working with the pastor. And he was working. I'm dropping nails because I don't do roofing. I told him I'd help him. I'm doing more harm than help. I'm dropping nails everywhere. I'm dropping shingles. I'm messing stuff up. And, um, and, and he was blessed. And he had been there for a number of years. And, and, I, and um, I, said, uh, I said, brother, I said, I said, y'all got this, this nice church and things going and revival happening. And I said, how did you get to this place? How did you get here? Because I want to know. Because I'm, I'm not just comfortable staying in the temple. I want to be moved in the inside, but I want to be moved on the outside too. And, and Brother Jonathan, when you study this scripture, amen, commentators and historians and old rabbis say that the reason why Isaiah said, I am undone, was because he had dropped out of getting a hold of God and the spirit of prophecy had lifted off of him. That's why he said, I'm undone. I don't know about you, but when I first got in this thing, I wanted to tell everybody. But over the years, my testimony grew a little bit silent. My, my, my flamboyancy and my, my excitement grew a little bit more contained. I no longer put my Bible on the dash. Now I got a little carrying case for it. You understand what I'm saying? I said, how'd you get here, brother? He said, you know, he said, we, we did everything we could. We was going to the jail. We was trying to get on the radio. We were trying to do everything. He said, but he said one day, he said, we started doing youth services. He said, and it was in the, the mid-90s, he said, and, and man, we were trying to do everything we can. He said, and one, somebody invited this kid from the high school. He said it was a day of, of Marilyn Manson. Y'all remember Marilyn Manson? Marilyn Manson. Y'all remember him? Y'all remember that era? Black trench coat. He came to a youth night service with a black trench coat. He said he had black hair. He had black lipstick on. He had black boots on. He had black fingernail polish on. He had makeup on. He said this kid was the worst kid in the school, but he came. But we serve a God that says, from woe is me to send me. Oh, God, help us now. I'm telling you, we in this thing to win souls. Come on, somebody. That's why I waited all the way to the end, because I'm telling you, the, the spirit of intimidation to get us, and, and the devil says you can't do it, and you ain't you wasn't born to win souls. I'm telling you, it's already in you. Uh, 
greatest thing you will ever accomplish in your life is on that day when you stand before the king. Somebody's running to you and says, Brother Diaz, thank you so much. Thank you for taking that time to connect me to the Jesus Christ. And I asked him, I said, how did you, he said, this kid came. He said it was on a, it was on a Friday night. He said, we, we, we prayed, we sang. He said, and all of a sudden, boy, I done went over my time. He said, the Holy Ghost came and filled this young man with the Holy Ghost. He said he was the worst kid in the city. Everybody knew him. He was on his way to prison. He was on his way to some, some lifestyle of perversion. But the Holy Ghost said, woe is me. Holy Ghost said, send me. He said, and it was that one kid, he said, when it was all said and done, Brother, Brother Poindexter, he said, that kid won 38 people in that city off of one person. He won 38 people because how many other churches passed him on by? How many other people said there's no hope in him? How many other people said this kid will never amount to nothing? But we serve a God that takes you from woe to go. Oh, I want you to just grab hands together. Grab hands. There's a special anointing here, and I'll tell you what's going to happen. You say, how do we win backsliders? You get a Bible study with them. You start from scratch. Get Bible studies. You can do it. Get Bible studies. You can do it. Get Bible studies. You can do it. Anybody can do it. Everybody can do it. You say, how do we win our backsliders? You start from scratch. And you say, let's get together. Let's get the coffee boiling. Let's get in the Word of God. And let the word of God work. Because I want to see this revival. I said I want to see a hundredfold revival. So I'll tell you what's going to happen. This is, what, this is what's going to happen. I apologize for preaching too long. It's not my first time. Probably won't be my last. Praise God. Amen. But God's about to spread out a special anointing. Over each and every one of you. What's going to start happening is you're going to start running into people that you've connected with. Just people that you've known, you've had good laughs together, just people you just vibed with. Amen. You're going to start running into backsliders, and it's going to be an opportunity. Amen. That's right. You invite them over. You make it happen. You set it up. And you say, what am I supposed to teach? You just give them something good from the Word. Testimony, something. We, we know enough. Praise the Lord. So there's a special anointing here tonight. Amen. If you want it, just lift up your hands, and God's going to put it in your spirit right now in the name of Jesus. God, your ability, it's your anointing, it's your power, it's your maneuvering. I know that there's desire in your soul right now to win souls. It's in each and every one of us, man, that desire to win somebody that's never tasted of this, that's never seen this, or somebody that's walked away from this. Amen. He shot. There it is. It's here. There it is. It's here. There it is. It's here. It's here, brother. There's an anointing here. God, let me daydream about winning souls again. Let me daydream about somebody coming to church with me again. Hallelujah, I feel the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Clap your hands unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. Before you dismiss, why don't you find somebody, give them a hug, give them a handshake. Say, I pray God, I pray God fills your basket with blessings. Amen. Can we do that? Find somebody before you leave. Tell them, I pray the Lord fills your basket with blessings. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. If you like to stay in prayer, of course you can. Amen. Otherwise, you're dismissed in Jesus' name. Go forth. Be blessed. Win souls for Jesus. In Jesus